the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is, and a good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. We are starting now at 7 minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock on a Thursday, the fifth morning of the eighth month of the year of our Lord, 2021. Thanks for being with us. We've got a good show lined up for you coming up in just about an hour. We're going to talk to Dr. Everett Piper, as we do each and every Thursday at about 10.05. Dr. Piper's got thoughts on a host of issues that I think will be of great importance to you, particularly if you're a person of faith but not solely for people who are of faith, but Dr. Piper will be with us. Then coming up at uh, 1035, we're going to let you know something happened locally, something happening locally. You know, it's something that I I think uh, is overdue, to be quite frank. It's called a Constitution Boot Camp. Constitution Boot Camp is being hosted by the Strongsville GOP, and it's coming up later this month, August 14th. We're going to talk to Jim Lewis, who's uh, uh, a nonprofit organization that's hosting this event putting on this conference, if you will, is called Building Blocks for Liberty. This this is something Joe Biden needs. Quite literally, this is something that Joe Biden needs. He needs to know what's in the Constitution, and he needs to know what the limits of his power are. And I find it really kind of hilarious that I have to say this um, about a president representing a party that screamed for four years that Donald Trump was a dictator. Donald Trump was uh, authoritarian. Donald Trump didn't know the limits of its power. Donald Trump, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Joe Biden said yesterday, very deliberately, that the extension of the eviction moratorium that is going to bankrupt Lord knows how many hundreds of thousands of homeowners who happen to be landlords, who rent their property to other people, and who have not been paid for that uh, those rentals for the better part of a year or more. 
that eviction moratorium expired a few days ago, and now it has been extended by Joe Biden, specifically by his political arm, called the CDC and CDC Director Rochelle uh, Warsinski. And Joe Biden said very directly that he spoke with, or his team spoke with, a host of constitutional scholars to ask if it would pass constitutional muster to extend this already unconstitutional eviction moratorium. And his words were, the bulk of the constitutional scholars that we spoke to said it would not pass constitutional muster which is a fancy way of saying it's unconstitutional, obviously. We know it would not pass constitutional muster. However, he went on to say, um, some of the, quote, key constitutional scholars we talked to said that it might, and so it's worth the risk. (laughs) So the majority of the constitutional scholars said, no, it would not pass constitutional muster. A few of what we call the key ones didn't even say, yes, it would. They said it might. And he said, we'll go with you. We'll go with the few who said it might rather than the many who said it won't. And we'll just do it anyway. Why? You know why. Because Joe Biden is terrified of being kicked to the curb under the 25th Amendment by the progressive wing of his party, by the squad. He's terrified of the squad. And I kind of am, too. Have you seen those people? They're, they're pretty scary <clears throat> looking. Uh, in all seriousness, I, I, they, they are, are wielding an awful lot of power right now. They're intimidating to Joe Biden. Not to me, but to Joe Biden. Sharia Tlaib and Jihad Omar and, and Alexandria Damasio-Cortez and so forth. Uh, Ayanna Presley, Cory Bush. They're all very, very intimidating people if you are a weak-kneed squish named Joe Biden. That's exactly so. He basically said, we're going to let the bubble-headed bartender, the two American-hating Muslims, and that's what Sharia Tlaib and and, uh, uh, Jihad Omar are, uh, and the other squids, we're going to let them substitute their judgment for the word of the Constitution. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to just let their will be law. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. So Joe Biden ought to be interested in that, too. So I'm going to talk about it. We'll talk about it coming up, actually, at about 1010 uh, with uh, the constitutional part of the, this equation coming up with uh, uh, with Jim Lewis, as I said, from Building Blocks for Liberty. And before we get into the top news of the day, let's pause for our Pledge of Allegiance Ladies and gentlemen, if you are a patriot, please stand. If you have a flag nearby, please face it. If you, Even if you don't, please place your hand over your heart. If you are a liberal Democrat, don't worry about it. We know what you're going to do. Take your knee, grimace, put your activist athlete uh, T-shirt over your head, and turn your back on the American flag. The rest of us have got you covered. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. So let's talk about this uh, eviction moratorium. It is the top story of the day. Uh, Joe Biden has just literally set aside the rule of law. He knows it. He announced it. He announced it. 
and said that this isn't going to be constitutional. None of the constitutional attorneys I spoke with think that it is. Well, I shouldn't say none of, but the majority do not. Uh, but it's worth the risk anyway. I'm going to violate the law anyway. This is essentially what was done. Now, uh, the purpose for this may be noble. But there are a lot of people who have noble intentions when they break the law. It does not mitigate the fact that they break the law. And, of course, the, you know, the noble intentions here are, hey, there's a lot of people who lost their jobs because of lockdowns, and only essential people uh, or those with essential jobs were allowed to go to work. So because of the destruction of the economy by blue state governors and big Democrat leaders all across the country, which were the overwhelming, uh, you know, where the overwhelming number of uh, uh, economic collapses uh, happened, um, Mike DeWine being a red state governor here in Ohio is kind of the exception to that rule. But at any rate, due to the terrible response to the pandemic and the economic collapse, a lot of people lost their jobs, didn't have money, couldn't pay their rent, so we can't kick them to the curb. That is an understandable and noble reason to have the eviction moratorium in the first place. However, having said that, there is no noble reason to extend it now that Americans have been receiving big-time stimulus checks which is just a return of our tax dollars to the pockets of the people anyway. But stimulus checks and child, uh, uh, child tax credits. Families have been being given huge, uh, massive amounts of unemployment benefits, including supplementals on top of their existing unemployment benefits. And all of these dollars were supposed to go to do what? To pay the bills while you're down and out from your job. One of those bills has to be your mortgage if you own a house, and one of those bills has to be your rent if you don't own your house. And the extension of what was, again, a noble idea at the beginning, now that uh, funds have already been released for people to make their payments to their landlords, uh, this is no longer noble. This is just aiding and abetting crimes. And it is, quite frankly, the commission of crimes by the Biden administration. Millions of renters have more time. Now that the Centers for Disease Control has issued a new moratorium on evictions through October 3rd. President Biden says there's also federal money available for renters and landlords. For the express purpose of providing for back rent and rent of people who are in the middle of this crisis. The ban would halt evictions in counties with substantial and high levels of virus transmission and is a reversal for the administration, which pointed to a recent ruling from the Supreme Court that said a moratorium could only be extended by an act of Congress. Wait, 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 what? You mean they got a ruling from the Supreme Court on this? And Joe Biden's just talking about, hi, I talked to a bunch of constitutional scholars I know, and um, the bulk of them said it's not constitutional. But a few of the key ones that I know said that it might be, so I'll go with it. Why are you equivocating? Why are you waffling on is or will be or might be or isn't? The Supreme Court gave you the answer. Only Congress, through legislation, could possibly vote to extend this moratorium on evictions. Instead, you turned to your CDC director. A CDC director, by the way, who has far, far less power than she thinks she does. Rochelle Walensky, who is the CDC director, is unelected. Rochelle uh, uh, Walensky did not need to be confirmed by the United States Senate 
to go and and oversee a department that's supposed to just investigate, uh, you know, diseases and viruses and report back to the people, or at least to the government, as to what they are. That's their job. Suddenly, she's now making law. Suddenly, now what the Supreme Court said only lawmakers could do is being done by Biden's hand-picked CDC director. Tucker Carlson dug into this last night extremely effectively, and I want you to listen. The CDC does not make laws in this country. It's not allowed to. Under the U.S. Constitution, making laws is the exclusive role of the Congress. You vote for your senators and your congressmen, and they decide what the rules are. That's known as representative democracy. It's been our system for nearly 250 years. But apparently, it's now over. Rochelle Walensky now makes our laws. Walensky announced today that she has decided to nationalize America's rental properties, millions and millions of them from Maine to California. Tenants are no longer required to pay their rent. Property owners cannot evict them under any circumstances. Making someone pay to live on your property is now a federal crime. Try it and you can wind up in prison with hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines. At the same time, you should know, property owners will still be required to pay the banks that hold their mortgages. There is no moratorium on mortgages. Why? The banks are huge Democratic donors and they're getting the treatment that they paid for. Sandy Cortez and the squad are not calling for the banks to do their part, so they're not. It's property owners who will suffer, many of the members of the rapidly disappearing American middle class. It's hard to overstate what a momentous change this is. It means, among other things, that private property no longer exists in the United States. You thought you owned your home, not anymore. Rochelle Walensky does. She'll decide who can live there, under what circumstances, and for how long. Is this a good idea? Of course not. It's totalitarian. But there's an even more pressing question at the center of this, a principle. A principle that defines what kind of country this is and what kind of country it will be going forward. That um, last point that Tucker Carlson made is one that's extraordinarily important. What the Biden administration, through the political arm that is the CDC, which was supposed to be a health arm, what they just did was take a massive, massive step toward Marxist theory taking over in this country. Do you know what one of the core principles of Marxism and communism is? It is the abolition of private property. Private property rights do not exist in Marxist theory. The property of a country belongs to the state. It is doled out at the whims of the state. It is not something that you own. It's not something that you can claim the rights to or that you can decide how you live on it or who lives with you. Private property is a fundamental enemy of Marxism and Marxists. The Biden administration, Rochelle Walensky, the CDC, literally just wiped out private property, saying, you landlords, you don't own that. The state does. We'll tell you, as Tucker just pointed out, I hate to be redundant, but he's right. 
we'll tell you who can live on your property and for how long before they have to pay you, if we tell them to pay you at all. Never mind the fact that we've already given them thousands of dollars of relief so that they can pay their bills, including paying you. We're not going to make them, and you're not going to kick them out, because we say so. Those nine justices in robes down the block, they don't matter. Those 535 legislators down in that Capitol building, they don't matter. We will tell you what to do with your private property that is private no more. Please do not underestimate the importance of this development. 922, we'll be right back. Okay, 925, let's listen to Madam Circleback for a second. Democracy versus autocracy is issuing or overseeing this order from the CDC in the face of doubts about its constitutionality, which he seemed to echo yesterday. There's no inconsistency here. The president is, I mean, there are many people out there who say that the president is is, is essentially not giving voice to the ethic that he campaigned on. He didn't call Congress back. He asked Congress to act. It didn't. How do you square all that? You know, I'm going to ask you who's saying that. Well, there are plenty of people who are saying it. They are not just Republicans. Okay, I'll, I'll leave that to others to figure out. But I think what's important to note here is that the president would not have moved forward with a step where he didn't feel comfortable and confident in the legal justification. It is also a reality that there are legal steps that have been taken by the Supreme Court in the last few months. And, and the Supreme Court declared only Congress can extend the moratorium on evictions. And he did it anyway. We have spoken to that publicly. We're not going to hide from that. But he asked the CDC and his legal experts to look at what is possible. This is a narrow, targeted moratorium that is different from the national moratorium. It's not an extension of that. It's a different moratorium from a policy and legal standpoint. So he felt comfortable in the justification and uh, the legal approach. I don't know how, you know... What the qualifications are to have a job like Jen Psaki's when you have to stand up there and lie for a president who is a just a, a bald-faced liar? She, I mean, how does she stay? How does she do that? She literally is I just played for you a clip, a news clip in which they reported that literally just weeks ago, the Supreme Court declared any extension on a moratorium on evictions would have to come from Congress, an act of Congress, the lawmakers, and she's standing up there saying the president is very comfortable in the legality of this. What, the Supreme Court doesn't determine the legality? That's the job of the justice, uh, of, the, uh, um, uh, of, the, uh, of the courts. I mean, in, in all seriousness, there's executive, there's, uh, there is um, uh, legislative, and there's judicial. And the job of the judicial branch is to determine whether or not laws that are passed are indeed constitutional. They said this would not be constitutional. It would be up to the lawmakers, the legislature, to pass a law that would, would pass constitutional muster if there was going to be an extension on this moratorium. Congress hasn't done that. So instead, the executive branch says, ah, the hell with both of them. I'll do what I want. That's, that's, that's presiding by fiat. President Biden is presiding by executive fiat. The hell with the Supreme Court and their 
notion of constitutionality. The hell with the legislature, which is supposed to be responsible for deciding this. They would have to pass a law to extend that moratorium constitutionally. Uh, I'll do it myself. I'll just take my hand-picked former professor that didn't have to get approved by the Senate, that didn't have to be elected. I'll just take my hand-picked CDC director and say, go forward, issue a new moratorium. And by the way, for Jen Psaki to say, oh, this is this is different, this is targeted, this is only for the highest instances, it's virtually the entire country. It's virtually the entire country. And Joe Biden knows it. So does Madam Circleback. They know full well they do not have the authority to do this, but they're doing it anyway. And why? Because members of the squad decided to sleep out on the steps of the Capitol to highlight what homelessness feels like. Are you kidding me? And that's exactly what happened, by the way, over the weekend. A couple of those blithering idiots, and by the way, I give them credit. If you're going to be an idiot, you might as well go full blithering, and that's what they did. These blithering idiots in the squad squad decided that sleeping outside the Capitol under security protection, by the way, sleeping outside outside of the Capitol on a warm summer night highlights what homeless people go through. I would suggest to you that you try that crap in a driving rainstorm in the dead of winter without Capitol Police securing you. I would suggest you try. Don't tell me you're trying to understand what homeless people go through. And by the way, anybody who is made homeless because they are not paying their landlords the rent that they owe them have themselves to blame because the government has given them your tax dollars and mine in the form of massive stimulus checks and in the form of extended supplemental unemployment benefits. If they're not taking those dollars and paying their landlords, that's their choice. If they're taking those dollars and buying the new 70-inch flat screen and the Xbox One, if they're taking those checks and buying a new car, if they're taking those checks, I don't care if if they're taking it to the Jack Casino. Their choice was to not pay the landlord with that money. And that means get the hell out. And that's not unsympathetic. That's just being real. And that's being constitutional. That is being responsible. We'll be right back. Progressive Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. All right, 936. I, uh, I'm not going to let go of this. I'm going to hold on to this like a, like a pit bull holds on to a soup bone. Uh, this is important. There's a great piece in the National Review today from Charles W. Cook. Americans must ignore the new eviction moratorium. Let's talk about how that can be. By the way, you know, I want to do this, too. I want to mix you in here. I don't think I've given the phone number yet today. 216-901-0945 or 888 888- Two eight one eleven ten. I'm a little fired up. I got a lot of things to talk about, but I want to hear from you. Particularly, are you a landlord? 
Property managers, property owners who are renting to tenants who aren't paying, I want to hear from you. How do you feel about the fact that the federal government is telling your tenants to blow their cash that they've been given from uh, the government on whatever they want except paying you, paying their rent? Because you can't boot them. They can pay everybody anything they want to because there can be repercussions for people they don't pay in other areas of their lives, other areas of their budget, but you can't do squat to them. So they don't have to pay you. And if the bill ever comes due, the squids go out and dance on the steps of the Capitol. And that's exactly what they did, literally. After the CDC issued the new directive with Biden's permission, despite the fact that it does not have constitutional, or how did did he phrase it? Pass constitutional muster. After that went down, they were dancing on the steps of the Capitol. ADC and uh, Cori Bush, and uh, I can't remember which of the other ones were there. But they're dancing. Hey, screw the property owners. It's not your property. It's ours. They're dancing at the death of private property and private property rules and laws. It's incredible. Meet the new CDC eviction moratorium. Same as the old CDC eviction moratorium. Joseph Zabalos uh, Roig of Business Insider reports that the new rule carries steep criminal penalties for individual landlords who break the law. A potential $100,000 fine and a year in jail. If eviction doesn't result in death, an up to $250,000 fine and a year in jail if eviction, if the evicted person does die. Counterpoint, no it doesn't because it's not in fact the law. The Constitution tells us that the federal government makes the supreme law of the land and that judges in every state shall be bound thereby. Typically, this means that courts of all sorts are obliged to follow the rules that have been set or delegated by Congress. In this case, though, those courts are not obliged to follow anything because they're bound only by the supreme law of the land. And because the CDC moratorium, which has no constitutional or statutory basis, and which has been rejected by the highest court in the country, isn't a law. Among those who can safely ignore the moratorium are um, everyone, landlords, collection agencies, the police, state legislatures, governors, the media, everyone. There are, of course, an enormous number of laws that Americans do have to follow, but this isn't one of them because unlike those laws, this isn't a law. It doesn't count. It isn't authentic. It has no force. It's a dead letter. At best, it's a wish. At worst, it's theater. But what what it most certainly is, uh, excuse me, most certainly not is, that's right, is a law. It is not a law. This is, again, Charles W. W. Cook responding to um, the CDC eviction moratorium extension. This means that the associated fine would be zero, and the jail term would be zero days. The Supreme Court has ruled the CDC has exceeded its existing statutory authority, and Joe Biden, who ordered it to continue doing so, uh, knows full knows that full well. Per Gene Sperling, who works for Biden, the president, quote, not only kicked the tires, but double, triple, and quadruple checked whether the order was legitimate. And on each of those four occasions, he discovered that it was not. 
even for a more targeted eviction moratorium, for which the White House was unable to find the legal authority. I Just ponder what I just said. This is a Biden assistant who said that the president kicked the tires, double, triple, and quadruple checked whether this order was legitimate. And on each of those four occasions, he discovered it was not legitimate, even for a more targeted eviction moratorium, because there is no legal authority for it, and then he did it anyway. If Donald Trump tried this, the left would be already filing new articles of impeachment. That's what they would be doing. Uh, On TV last night, Biden confirmed this before the country when he affirmed that the bulk of the constitutional scholars, I already quoted this for you, had told him that the order would not pass constitutional muster, but he was going to do it anyway to buy some time. Having been told by by, uh, both the president and the Supreme Court that the new moratorium is legal, Americans have no choice but to ignore it entirely. The default position is, or in the United States is, that not everything is illegal until the government decides otherwise, but the opposite, that there are no laws or regulations until the organizations that have been legally charged with drafting and passing them, Congress, have decided otherwise. The Supreme Court has ruled the CDC does not enjoy the power to super, uh, superintend this area until Congress accords the CDC the power to superintend this area, which it has not done. Congress, aware of this, has declined to accord the CDC the power to superintend this area. The president, aware of both decisions, has asked the CDC to issue the order anyway. As such, there is no legitimate law in place. Landlords, screw them. You understand that? Landlords, you now have the official authority because of the Supreme Court's ruling to boot your tenants who aren't paying you if you feel this is the right decision for your particular tenants. Now, I want to be very clear I, because this, you know, this is going to sound heartless or careless or whatever, but I want to be very, very clear about this. And, and I hope you understand this. Everyone's situation is different. If you've got, uh, for example, a tenant living in one of your properties, landlords, and that tenant has done everything they can to make good. I'm sorry I got laid off by the shutdowns and the lockdowns and so forth last year. Uh, I can't give you the full rent right now, but here's $50. I'll give you another $50 next week if I can. Please, I'm doing my best. Am I suggesting that somebody should boot that person out? Evict anybody who hasn't paid? Of course not. But I have talked to landlords who have seen the 70-inch flat screens going into their property. They somehow found $1,000 to get the new big screen, but they're not paying me. I heard a landlord on television Yesterday, talking about how his tenant, who hasn't paid rent in over six months, called him to complain when the air conditioning went out. And by law, this landlord said, he had to, quote, upkeep the property. He had to provide for the upkeep of the property. He had to go in there, spend his own money getting an HVAC person to go fix the AC for a tenant who's not paying him to live there. And, and they're laughing at him because they can't kick him out. Those are the people that Charles W. Cook is essentially saying, landlords should just ignore the new CDC eviction moratorium and kick them the hell out.
People who are spending their money in other ways rather than paying for their rent uh, do not deserve your sympathy. They do not deserve your care, your concern. David in Cleveland says he's a landlord. He's on the line at 216-901-0945. David, you got a story for us? What's going on with you? Oh, boy. Um, well, I've been a landlord about 25 years. Mm-hmm. I'm down to one unit behind my building, and I just decided last year, knowing how it was going and becoming, I decided just not to rent it out. So it's sitting at... I'd rather take the loss of not getting rent than someone trashing, possibly trashing, and destroying, you know, the, the space, the apartment. So it's just not worth renting right now, especially in Cleveland. And to get yeah. somebody out before the pandemic could take months. And a lot of people know this. They take advantage of the system. So the landlord always ends up on the raw end of the deal. Yeah, they do. So how did you feel then? When you heard yesterday Joe Biden say, yeah, we know this is not constitutional. It won't pass constitutional muster, but um, somebody else told me it might, so it's worth the risk. Uh, He's essentially telling you, you don't matter, right? I mean, he's essentially saying to landlords, you don't matter. It's not his business. It's not his business. It's not his money. It's, you know, it's not his life. What do they have to worry about? (laughs) So so you're uh, you're paying the mortgage on that unit behind your, your place, right? Yes. I mean, yeah, so, I pay taxes, all that stuff, but to me, it just, and the rents have been going through the roof. Everybody's complaining. Well, you reap what you sow. So if I was going to rent it out, I'm going to rent it at, at a premium. So you're going to wean out um, the, the tenants you don't want. You know, right. that's maybe going to be a problem. You want, I look at it this way. I have a term. Good tenants usually don't stay. Bad tenants won't leave. You know what? I, I'm not in your business, but I can understand that. That 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 makes perfect sense to me. And that's guy that's the tough life of a landlord because you're right. You get somebody who's a you know who's a great tenant, you know, they're probably there temporarily while they save up their down payment to buy their own house and uh and you're right. gonna lose them. Yep. You're gonna lose I've them seen it over and over. They get out of college, they're great tenants to you and you cater. Now I wanna be a good landlord. I'm not a slumlord. So you know, I put new washer and dryer in. You know, I, if I wanted to live there, that's how I wanted somebody else, you know, be able to live the same way. So, well, uh, yeah. I'm glad you, I'm glad you uh, called. I'm sorry you're going through it, David. Uh, you know, especially you got to sit there and let that building sit empty now. Uh, but you're right. It's probably better to sit empty, make your mortgage payments on it, than have it occupied, not being paid for that occupation, and then perhaps having it trashed by somebody who doesn't care about that property because they don't have to pay for it. And uh, then and the utilities. I've had them run up utilities in the past, $1,500, and I got stuck. You get never, stuck as a landlord. I never even thought about that point. You're right. Yeah, if they're not paying the utilities, you have to pay to keep them on, so you are the ones who, one who is stuck in that way. That's the reason I ask for landlords to call, because uh, these are things that I don't even think about, and it's, uh, you know, you're being mistreated so terribly by the federal government in this, uh, in this moratorium. Thank you for the call, my friend. I appreciate it. Let me go to Karam. Karam on AM 1420, The Answer, is a landlord. Hello, Karam. Hey, Bob. How are you, buddy? I'm good. What's going on with you? Good, sir. Oh, not much. Just wanted to call in talk to you about um, the eviction uh, moratorium. You made a good point earlier. I'm glad you even said it about uh, the good tenants, because we do have some good tenants that that pay their bills, and and when they do fall in hard times, we do help them out, and we, we understand that. But the problem is, are the people that are just... Have they never got affected by the COVID? 
They didn't lose their job. Nothing happened to their income because, you know, they had subsidized income, and they just stopped paying. That's the problem that we have. Wait, 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 wait. Now, hold on a second. I didn't even think of that. So I was thinking of people who fell on hard times because their jobs, you know, were affected by the shutdowns and they weren't, quote, unquote, essential workers working in an essential place like, you know, a McDonald's, uh, which is uber essential. Um, but uh, you're saying they're tenants that didn't lose their jobs, which means their incomes never went down, but since this, the government said there's no evictions, they just said, to hell with you, I don't have to pay my rent anymore. That's exactly right. And then Ooh. they have to file, there's an affidavit that we have to sign that's saying that we're doing everything we can to help the tenants pay the rent. They have to sign an affidavit saying that they lost income by the COVID or whatever case that may be, and they sign that. Then we go through the court system. And then they are assigned a free attorney through legal aid to go through that process, which extends the eviction, which is normally three to four weeks to months. So when they lie on the form that they sign, then, then and you try to evict them, then, then they get to get the, the, the extent. Explain that again about getting legal aid to, uh, to extend. So legal aid gets in there, and, and they do. And this is, I want to make sure. Make sure this is when they lie. Personal, You're talking about when they yeah, fill out that form. They, yeah, when they fill out the form and they lie. And this is personally that happened to me. This might not be, you know, across the board, but this has happened to me. Right. They lied on the form, said that, hey, you know what, I lost my job due to COVID. I signed an affidavit, a federal affidavit, saying this. They are assigned a legal aid attorney that now does everything they can to prolong the process. It took wow. me, I finally got someone out two months ago. It took me from November of last year to May of this year to finally get them out because legal aid put up every red flag they can to try to stop the eviction now now this is the key question after that story do you ever get the back rent from november Zero. to may they Zero. don't have to they don't have to pay you for november december january February. they don't have to pay you all of that money nope even though they lied about not having the money exactly because then at the end when they do the investigation they realize they didn't lose their job to covid that's the only way they get the money so they don't get the money so, can can you can you take them to court? You could. Is it illegal? I mean, Are you allowed to say, "Hey, you owe me six months' rent"? You lied. You extended. Yeah, try, you you, you dragged this thing them, out. Yeah. You you dragged this thing out. You had a job. You weren't affected by COVID. It's been proven. Your little legal aid has run out here. Now pay me. Can you do that? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can, but you'll never get the money, ever. Why? Uh, because most likely they're not going to pay, and they don't they don't keep a steady job, and you try to they don't have any assets or anything like that. So I don't do anything in small claims court, but I you know I hear things on TV or whatever. You can't do you know wage garnishment or something like that to get back. What I mean, you, owe, you, what you, you, you could do that, but the cost of getting wage garnishment, and then you have to find out where they work. You have to find out where they moved. You have to find out everything. The legwork goes all on the landlord, so it's oh. not worth the time or the energy. Well, let me ask you this. Is it worth the time or the energy to own properties anymore? To own it properties really isn't. and rent them out. I mean, seriously. No. I mean, I, I, if I'm a landlord and I'm going through all of the things you and the last caller just described, I'm wondering why you bother. Yeah. And then one thing, real quick, I know you got to go, but the one thing that I don't understand is that the CDC put this moratorium, extended this moratorium because they didn't want this huge spread of a bunch of people going to court. All of our court cases are virtual now. I haven't been to eviction court in, at the Justice Center in over a year. Everything is virtual. 
Uh, Their argument, though, I think, if I heard it correctly, and you can tell me your response or reaction to this, is they don't want anybody being evicted because they don't want people going into congregate settings like homeless shelters. If you boot somebody and they don't have the money to get something else, they're going to end up homeless. They're going to end up going into shelters where it's going to spread more. I understand that completely, but the most most of the people that will get evicted, there are there are programs out there that get them into a new home, not automatically into a shelter. That's the fear tactic they use, that they, if we evict them, they're going to go automatically into a shelter. There's programs all out there that help people move into a new home. Yeah, and not that, only that, just, not only that, most of the people that landlords like you would evict have money. Yes. They're not going to be homeless. <laughs> they're just choosing not to pay you. So they're going to go into somewhere else and screw some other landlord over anyway, right? Because if somebody really cycle. does have no money, if somebody yeah. really does have no money, good, decent people like you... Give them a break. If they say, I'm trying my hardest to pay you, and you realize they really were laid off, you don't see them buying new stuff and all the other things that go on, and they're, they're, they're good tenants who would pay you if they could, you're not kicking those people out. Those are the people that would end up in a homeless shelter, and you're not booting them anyway. Agreed 100%. Karam, thank you. I appreciate the information. Thank you. Take care. 953. I want to hear from a couple more landlords before we uh, get to the top of the hour. Stay there on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, 9.58. I want to get a couple of more quick ones in here. Bill is in uh, Strongsville. Uh, hey, Bill, you're on the air. Go right ahead. Are you a landlord? Hey, Bob. If you want to see the ultimate effect of the uh, eviction moratorium, mm-hmm. go on YouTube and look up the videos of East Cleveland. Or if you're very uh, adventurous, actually drive to East Cleveland and drive down Chapman Avenue. Because for years, the East Cleveland court would delay and extend uh, evictions for months and months. And just go look at East Cleveland, and that's that's the end result of these policies. Well, um, I think I'll pass on your offer to drive through uh, because I value my safety, uh, but I will look some things up. Uh, I have heard that before, Bill. Thanks for the call and the reminder, by the way, about that, about the court there. Um, essentially outlawing evictions. Um, but uh, I, I didn't know there was YouTube of it. Maybe that's something uh, that I can look up, but I appreciate the heads up. Ron is in Parma. Hey, Ron, you're on the air. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, hi, Bob. Uh, listen, hey, uh, the other night I just happened to be watching a little bit of CNN, and I saw Don Lamont talking about uh, the people that are not getting uh, vaccinated should not be allowed to uh, shop in grocery stores, go to the uh, uh, different places to travel, all these things. And I looked at my wife and I said, you know, that sounds like the mark of the beast. This is where they try to shut you down, not allow you to get anything. And that's in the Bible, is not well, Ron, here's the thing I would say. First of all, um, that's not just Don Lemon saying that. There are others saying the same thing. And, in fact, last night I heard, uh, and I can't remember which prominent Democrat it was who said that unvaccinated Americans should be put on a no-fly list like terrorists. You can't fly if you're unvaccinated. So. This is what they. Yep. This is this is what they're pushing toward, and I do see some similarities to Revelations, uh, the Book of Revelation. So I know exactly what you're yes, saying. And then the last is, thing I want to say to you, the mark of the beast. Yeah, Ron. The last thing I want to say to you, and I appreciate your phone call, my friend. Is um, uh, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take up a collection if I have to. 
I'm going to buy you those new batteries for your remote control. Uh, you, you, you can't be forced into a situation where you have to watch CNN again because your batteries died in your remote. If you need them, I'll send them to you personally, my friend. Don't ever get stuck in a situation like that again. We'll be right back.